welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. This episode is part one of 15 tips to gain confidence as a new yoga teacher, and it is full of amazing tips for you. In this episode, I cover the first six, so stay tuned for the next episode to listen in to the remaining nine tips. Tips to gain confidence as a new yoga teacher. Oof, this is a biggie. This is a big topic and a big conversation. This is the most common thing that I hear, that I see, that I chat about, that I have conversations about with yoga teachers is this lack of confidence, especially new yoga teachers, but that doesn't actually leave. So even if you've been teaching for a year, two years, three years, five years, it doesn't necessarily mean you're confident. Building confidence as a yoga teacher, it really does take time. It takes being patient and it takes a lot of practice, a lot, a lot of practice. And I want to kick it off by saying that you do not show up. You do not start confident. You gain confidence by showing up and by doing it. So you will never actually feel confident as you begin something new. And that's with anything. That's not just with teaching yoga. But especially with teaching yoga, I have not met any single yoga teacher that says that they started completely confident. They gained confidence by teaching. There's no way around it. One of the biggest pieces that you can look at with confidence as a teacher is when you have so much fear and it's paralyzing. Typically, that means you're making it about yourself. That means you're making it about yourself. And that's the exact opposite of what it means to be a yoga teacher. If you're making it about yourself, you're not showing up and you're not serving. It is not about you. Actually, you are just the conduit to share this beautiful practice that is so healing and that can help change people's lives. When you are making it about yourself, you are not being a yoga teacher. And that's really a big piece. I still have fear, like coming on here, for example. If I have fear, I say, oh, I'm making it about me. It's not about me. It's about how many teachers can I help step into their purpose more so they can now go help other people more? So there's this ripple effect. And then when I get out of my head, I can show up fully and I can serve. That leads me into sharing a little bit more about my story. I had zero confidence as a brand new teacher. I, so much so that I completely let my self-doubt overwhelm me to the point of quitting. I've shared some of this story before. I'm not sure how much, I don't really remember how much I have shared, but I quit teaching yoga after one month of teaching because I did not feel good enough as a teacher. This is, at this point, this is about just over nine years ago. I went through my first 200 hour YTT. I started teaching for a month. The anxiety, the fear, the low self-esteem, the self-doubt, everything was brought up to the surface and I had to face it and it was so uncomfortable that it overwhelmed me, it paralyzed me and I quit. I completely thought, I am not meant to do this. This is too hard. I don't feel confident. I don't feel good enough. So all of my fears and insecurities were brought up to the surface and I wasn't quite ready to look at them and to face them. 
I completely quit, like I said, and it took three years until I tried again. I knew I really wanted to become a yoga teacher. So three years later, I went through a second 200-hour YTT. And I told myself, this is what I want to do with my life. So I need to do whatever it takes to make it happen. I need to do whatever it takes to fill in the gaps, to study and to learn in the areas that I didn't feel good in or that I didn't feel like I had enough skills in. So I went through my second 200 hour. It filled in a lot of gaps that I did not receive in my first 200 hour YTT. So at that point, I started to kind of learn that not all 200 hour yoga teacher trainings are created equal. It's not wrong, it's not bad, it's just fact. So I learned that my first 200 program lacked certain sections that helped in confidence building, that helped in finding my voice, that helped with practice teaching. We barely spent time practice teaching, so I didn't have that skill. I didn't know how to teach yet. I had a great experience. I learned a ton about yoga but I didn't know how to translate it into, into teaching. I wasn't strong with sequencing, all of those little details that can actually help you boost your confidence. When I was in my second one, I thought, wow, this we're spending so much more time in these areas that I didn't get in my first one. And I quickly realized that it wasn't necessarily me who wasn't good enough when I first started teaching and then I quit. It was that my program didn't provide me with all the skills and tools to set me up for success as a brand new teacher. And again, I don't say that to talk bad about the program. I still had an amazing experience and I learned a lot about myself. Now looking back, I don't regret anything. It led me to what I'm doing today, but I started to mentor new teachers once I jumped in and I started teaching and I started mentoring brand new teachers a few years ago and I started to see this pattern that they had a very similar experience as my first 200 hour program. They had a great training, but they didn't know how to teach. They were not prepared with the skills and tools to translate the beautiful practice of yoga and as a teacher, how do I sequence? How do I cue? How do I use my voice? I don't even know what my voice is yet. That led me to building and creating my own 200-hour YTT program, and I built it around what I needed and what I helped with mentoring new teachers, and I saw that there were certain gaps that weren't filled for them as well. In my 200-hour program, I throw my teachers in. They start teaching in the first weekend, and they're terrified, but I know that that's the only way that they're going to find their voice throughout the whole program. So again, it only comes with actually doing the thing, with actually showing up and teaching. Not only do I throw them in with practice teaching, but we spend a lot of time in other areas that build confidence, that grow your skills as a new teacher. The reason that I bring all of that up, the reason that I started with all of that first is because I see so many brand new teachers end up not teaching or they give up and because they think that they aren't capable or they think that they aren't good enough or they're not meant to be a teacher. I have so many conversations and it breaks my heart because I went through that experience until I realized I just need to learn the certain skills and tools to help me thrive and to help me find success. 
when in reality, they have all the potential in the world. So these teachers are incredible people. They have, a, they have a message that they need to share, but they doubt themselves because they didn't feel prepared. So they take it as that they're not good enough. So they just didn't receive the proper tools. That's all it comes down to, receiving the proper tools. And I don't say this to talk bad about different 200-hour programs because they're all incredible and amazing and they're all different and that's awesome. But it's just that so many of them lack certain sections in the practical teaching skills to help brand new teachers graduate and begin teaching right away successfully. So again, I feel like I can almost toot my own horn. I don't mean this from a space of ego, but teachers that go through my program, if they decide to become a teacher, they get hired right out of training. They are ready. And that's how all programs should be. You're spending 200 hours and a lot of money. And if you don't leave ready and confident to teach, then there's something that it might have been lacking you will graduate from a program having fear of trying something new. That's normal. But you should also have the tools in preparation to actually begin teaching and show up scared and do it anyway because it's new. You're a brand new teacher. The fear will be there, but you should still have the tools and the skills. So that leads me into tip number one. So if you are a brand new teacher, and you feel that you just didn't learn certain topics in your 200-hour YTT program to help you thrive successfully right after graduating. So that looks like different areas like cues and languaging, being able to observe the different bodies in your class and understand their needs, being able to create a safe, inclusive space, being able to offer different variations, how do you help different bodies and not only one cookie cutter style? Being able to understand the needs of the whole, of the collective. Learning the in-depth posture alignment through posture clinics. Practice teaching and finding your voice. So if you feel that you didn't get that in your program, then maybe you spend extra time investing into yourself to learn, to fill in the gaps. So that looks like maybe hiring a mentor to work with, like I did, and I know so many teachers do. Go through another 200-hour program. There's nothing wrong with that. Also, 200 hours is just not enough, period. So to think that only going through one 200-hour YTT is enough to set you up if you're committed to this path like the long haul as a teacher, it's not enough. So what's the big deal about taking a second one? Go through a different style, a different teacher, different background. You'll learn different stuff and it's awesome. I did that. I have people come into mind that it's their second one as well. And I think that it's great. It really comes down to being humbled enough to say, you know what? There are just certain areas that I really need to work in. And I'm going to do whatever it takes because my heart is so passionate about teaching that I'm not going to give up. So whatever that looks like for you, it's not that you aren't capable or smart enough or good enough. It's just that you might need to fill in the gaps. So that's tip number one. 
Hey, yoga teacher. If you're running a yoga business or you're just beginning to build your yoga business, which I know many of you are, definitely listen in. I just launched an online course and training for yoga teachers called Grow Your Yoga Business by Niching Down. Why is it even important to have a niche as a yoga teacher and yoga business owner, or as I like to say, a yogipreneur? Are you trying to grow your private client business? Stuck in the studio, gym grind, teaching 15 to 25 yoga classes per week, which I used to be stuck in? Are you wanting to grow your income beyond $25 to $40 per class? Trying to become a full-time yoga teacher while working a part-time job in the meantime? Are you wondering where and how to find private clients and students? Wanting to build an online yoga business? Spinning around wondering, what do I even post? on social media? How do I create content? Wondering how to create and fill your yoga classes, your events, your trainings, your retreats. It is the first step to building your brand and business. We can't be all things to all people. If you're trying to teach and speak to everyone, you end up speaking to no one. You end up blurring into the giant sea of yoga teachers without standing out, without sharing your unique voice and message. This online workshop is seriously incredible and it's jam-packed with content to help you gain clarity on what your yoga niche is, who your ideal client is, and you'll learn how to create content with clear messaging so you attract the right people into your business, along with so much more. I really appreciate all of you who support and listen in to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast, and I'd love to offer you a discount code to receive $10 off this course. Just simply use the coupon code YTCPODCAST at the checkout. So I hope you'll join me. And if you're ready to jump in, you can find the course on my website at taylorrayyoga.com under Niche Yoga Biz Workshop. Now, back to the episode. Tip number two. Say yes to as many teaching opportunities as possible. You do not start confident. You gain confidence by showing up and by teaching and doing it over and over and over and over. So important. So teach anything and everything in the start as a brand new teacher. Teach for free if you have to. Teach on video, teach yourself. Teach classes that scare you. Say yes to opportunities. Teach beginners. Teaching beginners will make you a really good teacher fast, so fast. It's hard. And yeah, when I first started teaching, I was teaching seniors and beginners. And I struggled because it was hard. You had to really show up and teach and explain and break things down. So it made me figure out how to use my words. It made me figure out the needs. It forced me into really uncomfortable spaces and to learn how to show up and to make it successful for students. So it's scary, but teach beginners. It'll make you a really good teacher fast. And it's true in this case, if you don't use it, you lose it. (laughs) If you don't use it, you lose it. So this statement is really true for brand new teachers. If you graduate YTT and you let too much time pass from graduating without teaching, You might get in your head, all this time passes, you get in your head and you doubt yourself. You wonder if you're even meant to do it. Do I, should I even try? So all this time passes and then you never end up teaching or you let so much time pass that it's even harder to come back into the groove. Once you start teaching, it does come back with practice. So if you graduate and there's a year in between graduation and starting to teach and that happens all the time. 
it'll come back. You just have to practice. You have to work at it. But it's so much easier. It's so much smoother if you just keep teaching right after graduating, however that looks, even if you're not getting paid right away. So this is a funny story. I remember traveling through Europe, I don't know, like five or six years ago. And I was gone for uh, about two months. I didn't teach at all. And I remember towards the end, it was about a week until I was coming back home. And I started freaking out. Like, do I even know how to teach? And at that point, I'd been teaching for years. But I, I even was like, I don't even know if I'm going to remember how to teach. So it can be scary, but it does come back. And then it took me a couple weeks to just find my groove again, and it was fine. Okay, so now tip number three. This one is huge for me. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. This is exactly how I showed up to teach yoga for the first few months to a year as a brand new teacher. I wasn't used to being a teacher yet, right? So you're new, you're not used to teaching yet, so you feel like an imposter. So I felt like an imposter. I felt like I'm not a yoga teacher. How am I supposed to just show up and teach when that's not who I am yet? So there was this sense of not feeling authentic or doubting myself, right? I used to just tell myself, okay, if I show up feeling like an imposter, if I show up pretending that I'm completely confident and I got this and I just own it when I did not feel that way at all, I will, I will come across that way to the students. I will embody that. I will start to show up as that and then I will embody that. And it worked. And that's exactly what I did when I went to my first 200 hour YTT, nine and a half, 10 years ago. I remember sitting on the plane and I was, oh, I was painfully shy back in my day. I was so shy. I was afraid to be seen. I was afraid to talk to people. I, you might not believe that now. I have worked through a ton of fear around public speaking, around teaching. But when I was on the plane, I told myself, you know what? No one in this program knows me. I don't know anyone. No one knows that I'm this shy, quiet person. So I could just show up and be anything that I wanted to be. So I'm going to show up and pretend like I'm the outgoing, the bubbly, the person that raises their hand to volunteer to practice teach. So I showed up as that, which was so not my natural, organic way of being. And I promised myself to be that during the training. And then everyone started to tell me like, man, I wish I had confidence like you. I'm so afraid to raise my hands. You're always like volunteering and you're doing awesome. And I was like, you don't get it. Like, I'm just faking it. (laughs) But it worked. It really worked. So that was the start of me realizing it's all in my head. I can actually show up any way that I choose to. I had to tell myself as a new teacher, okay, if my natural organic way of being was to stay quiet, to hide in the back, to not want to talk to people, to not want to be seen, I need to do the exact opposite of what I want to do. So that looked like showing up, talking to every single person, hugging people, asking students questions, having all this energy, being excited, smiling, standing up in the front. I just had to do stuff that was really uncomfortable until it started to become comfortable. So I kept showing up that way. I faked it till I made it. And it really did become me. And I realized this is actually who I am. The old way of being was because I was scared. So I hid. I became that naturally and organically. And again, that's just who I am now. But I have to, I have to step into it. 
So you have to work at it. It doesn't always just come. You have to show up and say, okay, I'm committed. I'm going to step in and I'm faking it. People might not know that though. And that's okay. Huge. Very, very big. Anyone else, if you're on with me live, anyone else connect to that? Fake it till you make it. Have you had an experience like that where you're like, oh shit, I am not this person or I don't think I am. So I'm just going to show up. I'm going to fake it. No one will know. But it helps. It really does help. The fake it till you make it segues so beautifully into this next tip. Tip number four, don't believe your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't real. And just like yoga teaches this to us, we are not our thoughts. But we get stuck in believing our thoughts are real. So we continue to think them and attract more of that into our reality. Your limiting beliefs are only thoughts. But to you, they feel so real and they feel like it's truth. They feel like that's just who you are. And your ego wants to keep you safe. Anything in the unknown, anything that we've never done before triggers an alarm in the brain and body that anything outside of our comfort zone is not safe. Oh, I no, I can't do that. That's not safe. I, I've never done that before. It's scary and it's not safe. So I'm going to stay here where it's comfortable, right? That's what our, our ego wants us to do. For you, what limiting beliefs do you carry around related to teaching yoga? Some examples, and these are all mine. I'm just sharing mine with you. I am not good enough. I don't know enough yet as a teacher. I haven't been teaching long enough. What if they don't like me or my class? So this is more of a fear-based one. What if they don't like me or they don't like my class? What if they never come back? What if I mess up and I don't remember my sequence? What if I only have one student show up to class? So these are all just thoughts. And again, I used to believe them. I used to think, well, if I'm thinking all this, this must be real and I must not be good enough. So I stopped teaching. And now I just say, hey, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I understand that you're here. You're trying to keep me safe, but I'm not going to listen. I'm going to continue to feel you as I step through and move into what's uncomfortable to grow. What limiting beliefs do you have that's related to being a yoga teacher, to teaching yoga? So this takes us into tip number five, create a self-practice at home. It is crucial to maintain your own yoga practice, your own physical asana practice as a student, and especially being able to lead and guide yourself at home through a practice. This is so important as a teacher to be able to move freely, to not get stuck about what's right or wrong, or is this sequence make sense? Can I take it from this pose to this pose? So when I say this, I mean to, this is actually really hard for yoga teachers, I've learned, to guide yourself to move freely and to not get stuck. So this is how you learn to trust your movements. This is how you learn to drop into your own intuitive space about movements, about what feels good. This is where you can just let your body flow and see where it goes. And then this is where you start to tap into creativity. You learn to trust your movements. You can get creative with sequencing. 
it's still important to be a, be a student and to go to other teachers' classes for sure. But it's also just as important, if not more, in my opinion, to be able to guide yourself at home completely through your own practice. We can also get really attached to taking other yoga teachers' classes. A lot of students and teachers have this. We need this teacher to have an experience. I need to go to my favorite teacher's class. And there's attachment there. It's not wrong. It's okay as long as we're aware of it. But that helps us when we have our own self-practice at home. It helps us to become our own teacher. It helps us to trust ourselves as a teacher. It helps us to embody the practice in a way that's really organic to us. And being able to guide yourself will make you a stronger teacher for all the reasons I just listed. Let's move into tip number six. Embody what you teach. Practice your class. Practice your sequence and drop in and connect with your theme if you have one, if you use themes in your teaching. So this means not only what I was just saying, having a self-practice. When you have a self-practice, it's not about what you're teaching. So this is a little bit, they're separate. It's not what I'm talking about now. It's right now what I'm talking about is this is the class I want to teach today or tomorrow. So now I'm going to step on my mat and do it. Feel it in my body. So two separate things, okay? So this means to get on your mat, guide yourself through the class at the same pace that you'll be teaching it at. Then you'll be able to see how it feels, how it works in your body, if it feels choppy, if there's any transition that didn't actually work. It's really easy as a teacher to have all these great ideas in our head. Oh, I want to teach it like that. But then once we feel it in our body, we're like, wait, that totally didn't work. Or it could be smoother. Or I can shift something or change and adapt something as needed. You'll see if it makes sense. You'll understand what you can add or what you can take out if you need to while you're teaching the class. So learning, oh, these little bits right here, if I'm running over time, I need to take something out of my class in the moment. So knowing ahead of time that this little section or this pose or two is something that you can easily remove. That's really important. So if you're planning on weaving pranayama or short meditation into your class, go over the technique yourself. Guide yourself. Guide your, your friend or your family member. Get feedback on how it felt. Get comfortable speaking it and teaching it before you show up. I practice, not necessarily anymore. Now I'm to the point, but it took years to get to the point where I don't necessarily have to feel it in my body anymore before I teach. But I used to practice every single class before I showed up. My body knew it. It was in me. I trusted that it was in my body because I just felt it. And I can translate that now through my voice. So it's a really important piece as a new teacher, being able to walk into class, embodying it and trusting yourself. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private yoga teacher circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. 